0: Happy Industrial Water Week, everybody. Trace Blackmore here, your host to the Scaling Up H2O podcast. And we are here on Boiler Tuesday. Of course, we're celebrating everything boilers. And this entire week, we are celebrating everything that is awesome about being an industrial water treater. Yesterday we opened the Industrial Water Week curtain with pre-treatment Monday. So if you haven't listened to that episode, please go back and listen to that so you can have a full week of celebration. Today, we are talking about boilers on today's episode. Tomorrow is cooling, Thursday is wastewater, and then we close out Industrial Water Week with Careers Friday. And this is a very special Industrial Water Week because we share Industrial Water Week with the Association of Water Technologies Annual Conference. So we're here right now, and today is Tuesday, which means we are getting ready to go into the Business Owners Meeting. And I know there's so many of you that listen to the podcast that are going to be here at the Business Owners Meeting. And this is where AWT tries to bring all best practices and ways to help you run your business. Now, we try to do that each and every week with the Rising Tide Mastermind. And we try to bring speakers and we have different Uh, books that we read and all sorts of stuff, whether you're a business owner or you're a key professional in the business, the Rising Tide Mastermind is all about how do we make each other better? And we say, how do we get further faster while we're having more fun? Well, all the people in the business owners meeting, I think are getting a little bit of taste on how to front load all of these potential things that you can do in your business. And then of course, you get really excited to go back to your business and try all these new things. Well, I can't wait until that starts. I can't wait to see all the people that are here at the AWT convention. Of course, today is the first real registration day. So throughout the week, we're going to be doing little things. We're going to try to do a meetup. So be on the lookout for that. And I want to make sure that I see you if you are here. So please, please come find me. Let me know what you want me to know about this show. And I just love to hear what people have to say about the Scaling Up H2O podcast. So please come find me. I can't wait to see you. Folks, can you believe this is the sixth time that we have celebrated Industrial Water Week. It is just amazing to me that we, the Scaling Up H2O podcast, have been here since the inception of Industrial Water Week, and we are the official way to celebrate Industrial Water Week because we have a brand new episode each and every day. And of course, we're asking you to do things this week within Industrial Water Week. The main thing we want you to do is we want you to share with everybody that will listen, even some that don't, that this is a great industry. It is difficult to find great people that we want to carry the torch in this industry. And one of the only ways we're going to be able to do that is to spread the word that this industry is an option for people to work in. Most people don't even know this industry exists unless you know somebody, unless a family member is in it. So we are trying to broaden that net so more people know about the industrial water treatment industry. The other thing that we are asking you to do is each and every day, whatever the theme of that day is, for example, yesterday was pre-treatment Monday. So you probably saw several people hashtagging IWW23 with a picture in front of their favorite pretreatment treatment equipment. Well, today is not any different. I am asking you to find your favorite boiler, get a picture in front of that boiler and hashtag that to IWW23. We are Scaling Up Nation strong, and this is one of my favorite things that we do because we get to see all the people that are out there in the Scaling Up Nation, and this week we have an opportunity to show our smiling faces in front of our favorite pieces of equipment to the rest of the Scaling Up Nation. So I hope you participate in that. Well, Nation, as we are talking about Boiler Tuesday, and each and every day this week, we are going back in the scaling up vault and we're selecting little bits of episodes to help you celebrate that particular theme. And as you know, today is all about boilers and we are going to revisit episode 318 where Steven Tyler and Richie Ware of Ware Boiler share with us about the power of steam and how much of an impact it plays in our day-to-day lives.
1: Stack temperature is the quickest way to find out if you have a a heat conversion problem. It can be scale on the water side or it can be soot and build up on the fire side. So watching your stack temperature is the best thing to do. The thing that needs to be done to keep that combustion side right is monitoring O2, have an O2 trim system on there that monitors it for you, or have someone come in every month to make sure the combustion's right. If you don't know how much one or two percentage points loss in efficiency cost you. Run those numbers for a year and see what it is. When you run those numbers and see what fuel is costing you, you'll bring someone in every month to monitor, to check that, make sure the O2 is right, make sure the combustion is right, make sure the linkages are not locking up, just all the things that a combustion expert knows what to do. Those are the things that have to be monitored and checked on a regular basis. And
2: also some of the new technology, you know, just with servo motors um, can really help the burner to stay, you know, in tune and keep that combustion right. I mean, it's like a technician on site, right? Um, and, you know, I know w- we actually work with Autoflame and and it's just been an amazing uh, product for us. But, you know, there's other systems out there, but, you know, we really do need to, to probably get away from the linkage stuff and, and get moving to the
1: servo absolutely and that's one thing if you have a, a linkage system that you, you need to get a hold of your supplier whoever your your boiler supplier is your your boiler service company and talk to them about putting a parallel positioning system in putting servos in and get get rid of those uh, linkages because you can't you can't maintain proper combustion with the linkage system the hysteresis built into them they won't repeat you drive it up you know it's it's like you know, old carburetor guys that had a full barrel carburetor, and they adjusted the linkage on it. And, you, you you know, you show it to the floor, you know it goes wide open. Well, the next time you show it to the floor, you only go 90%. It does it repeats. So that's, that's the history of linkages, and we've got to get away from them.
0: So is that a standard statement for every single boiler, or if you only have a hundred horsepower boiler or less, it really there's no ROI. Uh, how do we know who we should be talking to to say you need to upgrade these systems? Is it just everybody? Everybody, it, and and you know the more fuel you use, the more important it is to you,
1: the more savings you're going to have. But the ROI is there for a fifty horsepower boiler, for a twenty five horsepower boiler. You've got to you got to start from the front when you order a boiler. Don't order one with linkages on the burner. Order one that has a parallel positioning system and get rid of that right off the front end.
2: I wish everybody understood how important steam is. I know that your listeners do, and, um, but just, the, just everyone else that's out there to realize that if you just looked at your house and you started going through the house and start realizing that the impact of steam in that home starts, you know, your carpet, your drywall, your food, your appliances, all the plastic. I mean, steam is is involved with that. The insulation, the shingles, uh, the concrete. I mean, you start going through and if you started making each thing disappear that steam, you, you would have nothing there. I mean, it would just be, there would be nothing sitting there.
1: All the paints, all the dyes.
2: The paints, everything. yes, yes. I mean, it's just amazing how much, you know, how much steam is involved in our lives. And I know that a lot of people are out there and they're, you know, they're like, oh, these things pollute and and we're getting better and better with efficiencies and, you know, and all the things that we're doing out here. Um, but if we just shut them off, I mean, quickly, all of the things that we love to have go away really, really fast And, um, I did, you know, for me, I just obviously wish there was more people in our industry to that understand it. It's a good living. Um, it's hard work, but it is an awesome living. It's a great trade to be in. Um, and it's, and it's significant. You're doing something without a boiler. I mean, that's the heart of a plant, you know? I mean, it is, if it's down, I don't care how good your people are, uh, you know, the products that you have, whatever it is. When that boiler's down, that
0: plant's down, and a lot of people are
2: affected you know, from that.
0: Nation, I have to say, those guys make boilers fun. If you have not gone to the Wear Boiler website and seen some of the great things that they put out, you are missing something. And they do it in such a fun way, I have used their materials to train customers that might not have been very technical, but they totally understood what I wanted them to get because they were having fun in the video. So they are a great resource. And of course, anything you need Boiler, Wear Boiler is a great place to look for that. They've got some great people that work there. They're great friends of the show. So Richie, Steven, thanks for all you do with the Scaling Up H2O podcast. Now, something I am asking everybody to do this week is to make sure you are talking to anybody that will listen about how awesome this industry is And letting them know that this could be a potential career opportunity for them. The second thing I'm asking you to do, if you are here where I am at the Association of Water Technologies Conference in Grand Rapids, come find me. I want to see you. I want to say hi to you. And then, of course, the third thing is to find your favorite boiler Take a picture in front of it and hashtag it to IWW23. And Scaling Up Nation, you've got a real treat tomorrow because tomorrow is a brand new Detective H2O story for Cooling Wednesday. Today, here is an encore episode of Detective H2O.
3: Welcome to Detective H2O. The case of standing. The rain ran serpentine paths down the windows of the rusty blue Ford as Herbert Henry Oxidane, PICWT, sat waiting on Johnny Keelan to open the side powerhouse door of Pork Billy's processing. When the lanky man's shaggy head popped out, the water detective made a run for it, dodging raindrops best he could. Shaking buckets of water from his coat, Detective H2O said, I'm here.
4: So what's going on, Johnny? I got here as fast as my bald tires would slide me. Glad you made it, Detective H2O. These boilers aren't doing good right now. The connectivity is through the roof. Higher than my grandma that time she ate those special brownies. How high? Well, she danced on the tables at the nursing home. Not your grandma. The boiler connectivities. They're over 10,000 microsiemens. The connectivity meter is pegged out. Detective H2O whistled. That is high, what's happening? Any idea? None, but the RO permeate storage tank is at 1500 microsiemens too. How's that possible? City water is only a few hundred microsiemens and the RO drops it down to less than 10 typically. It's a real head scratcher, this one is. And you don't feed any alkalinity booster or anything to the RO permeate storage tank, do you? No, nothing like that.
3: How about your dechlorination feed, upstream of the RO? Is it malfunctioning
4: and grossly overfeeding? No, I thought of that already. It has the same setting as always. I even watched and listened to the pump. Seemed the same as always as it pumped away. Okay. Checking the RO feedwater conductivity after the prefilters was the same as always, too. It's a mystery. Don't you return condensate to this RO permeate storage tank,
3: too? I've always said you should rename this tank the RO permeate and condensate storage tank. Yes, we do said Johnny as the thought slowly dawned upon him. Follow me, Johnny, said the water detective as he led the way through the maze of pipes and equipment. Five minutes later, he stood in front of the condensate polishers. Picking up the water treatment log sheets, Detective H2O saw that Unit Number 2 had come online just a few hours ago. What is it, Detective? Can we put this unit into manual
4: regeneration right now? Uh, yes, but it just came online this morning. It shouldn't be anywhere near time for a regeneration. I realize that. Just humor me a little. Okay, here goes. Unit number one coming back online. Unit number two going offline. And starting the backwash sequence.
3: The water detective stood there beside Johnny, watching the regeneration water flow to the drain. The backwash stopped and the brine draw started. The brine level dropped as expected. Then the slow rinse step started. Aha! exclaimed Detective H2O, uncharacteristically. Quick! Go get that connectivity meter you use. Johnny ran off quick as a whip and returned shortly after with a black analog connectivity meter. What are we going to measure? There's no water coming out. I know. That's just as I suspected. Just wait. Several minutes later, water flow to the drain started again as the fast rinse step started. Detective H2O took the connectivity meter and measured the fast rinse each minute for the 15 minutes of the rinse. That’s it. Fix that valve right there. That'll fix your boiler connectivities. Wait, what? Why that valve? How will that fix the boilers? As you saw, no water was flowing during the slow rinse step. The valve must not be functioning properly. Since the condensate polisher did not go through a slow rinse, all the salt and any exchanged ions did not get rinsed out of the polishing vessel. Even though it went through a fast rinse step, the conductivity only got down to 3000 microsiemens at the end of this regeneration. When unit number two comes back online, it will be feeding this high conductivity water straight to the RO permeate storage tank, with the next stop being the boiler system. We found our culprit. Wow, Detective H2O, let me check out that slow wrench valve. Sure enough, the valve was not functioning properly, and was rebuilt. With increased blowdown and a little time, the boiler conductivities and RO permeate storage tank conductivity returned to normal. A week later, as Detective H2O was sitting at his oak desk listening to the rain and thunder, his phone rang once, twice, three times before he answered. Detective H2O here, the best water treater this side of the Ohio, solving water problems drop by
4: drop. What you got? Detective, this is Marty Cochran down at Pork Billy's Processing. I've got a bone to pick with you. This bill you sent is outrageous. Johnny tells me you were here for only an hour, stood looking at one piece of equipment, took a few readings, and left. Why would you charge such an outrageous fee for only that? Well... Ten dollars of the bill was for the gas to
3: get to your plant. See, my Ford is a little gas-hungry. The rest isn't just for standing there, as he said. The rest is for knowing where to stand. You're welcome. In the underbelly and penthouses of the metropolis of Waterville, where the boilers percolate and cooling towers fog, There is one man who works tirelessly to end corrosion, stop scale, fight low-life microbes, and conserve water. That man is Detective H2O, best water treater this side of the Ohio, solving water
0: problems,
2: drop by drop.
0: James, once again, thanks for putting those on. One of my favorite ways to have fun with industrial water treatment. So, Nation, a brand new one of those tomorrow is going to be coming at you for Cooling Wednesday. Just a quick recap, some things that I want you to do this week is find your favorite boiler, take a picture in front of it, hashtag it to IWW23. If you're at AWT, please come find me. Anybody that's around you, let them know that this is the best industry out there. And perhaps this might be a good career for them. And then finally, for all those people out there, maybe all the people in the business owners meeting, maybe all the people that have an influence over your company's budget is I would like to ask you to look at your company's budget and how are you investing in your people? Do you have a line item where you can send them to conferences like the Association of Water Technologies Conference? Do you have a line item so they can join mastermind groups like the Rising Tide Mastermind Group? Do you have a line item in there where you can purchase tools so they can hone their skills about learning more as an industrial water treater? Now, maybe you do, maybe you don't. I would ask you to review that and then ask yourself the question, how can we afford not to train our people? How can we afford not to make sure that the people that are representing us are as strong as they can be in knowledge and confidence? And I promise each and every time that I look at our budget and I do that, I always find extra things that I want to do. And if you are wanting an ROI, a return on that investment, it's very easy. Whenever you send somebody to something Ask them to bring something back. Ask them to teach what they've learned. And it is amazing how just sending one person will get everybody involved. Nation, happy Industrial Water Week. Happy Boiler Tuesday. And I can't wait for a brand new episode tomorrow for Cooling Wednesday. Happy Industrial Water Week, everybody.